Welcome back to the Love Your Story podcast. Hey, today we are talking about defining our personal values. Okay, what does that have to do with story, you might be asking. Um, But it actually has a lot to do with story. Number one, because it helps you define how you want to live and create your story. But number two, as you start to live those personal values, you start to collect stories that show you what your personal values really are, that allow you to teach, say, your children, that allow you to sort of define and create stories along your story path. So it gets kind of fun, it gets kind of interesting, and it also gives some direction. So I have been teaching businesses how to define their value stories. And by doing this, it helps them learn or get really clear on what they stand for and if they really stand for the things they think they stand for. And then also helping communicate to their employees and the people around them, even their customers, what it is that they really want to be well known for. Well, this easily translates into our personal lives and our personal stories. So let's get started. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. When a business defines its values, it determines what it wants its governing value system to be. Now, this can end up being a lot of hot air. Sometimes it sounds good on a mission statement, or it can be something that the management and employees live by. When we set our own personal value system, it's very similar. Actively choosing the values that you wish to create in your life can give you direction, it gives you definition, it can give you clarity as you make your day-to-day choices. So stay with me today for some thoughts on the process of setting your own personal values that will guide your life story creation and why you want to do that. Let me start out with a story. A new CEO had been appointed who believed strongly in putting the customer first. Right away, he implemented the policy of all employees parking at the back of the lot to keep the closer spaces open for customers. Soon thereafter, the CEO was out for store visits around to his new company, and he arrived at one store just as a torrential downpour was unleashed. The employees watched nervously as he drove around the parking lot, waiting to see if he would park at the back of the lot like he had been preaching and run through the rain, ruining his expensive suit, or if he'd park up front and call it a special circumstance. So they're all standing there looking out the window. But a few minutes later, they got the answer to their question as they watched the CEO sprint through a hundred yards of pouring rain, completely drenched. His suit was ruined, but he bought a bargain suit from the store before he started his tour. Now, this is an interesting story because there was never any question from that point on about how employees were expected to act regarding this value. 
clearly management meant what they said when they said the customer comes first, when they said we want you to park at the back of the lot. Now, the reason that this story becomes super powerful to this company is because it shows their value. It shows them living up to that value. And this story can be passed on as a teaching tool. When we as parents and adults set our own personal value system and then live according to those specific values, we basically do what this CEO did. We show our children and the world around us what we are serious about, the values we live by, and the values that we expect those under our tutelage to live by. We start collecting those stories when we're actually living them. So early in my first marriage, we sat down and we created a family motto, things that we stood for ways of living that were important to us. We made a chart. It was, it was like a mission statement that you might see in a business. And we put it up so that we could refer to it often. I found it later after it um, kind of had run its course and remembered, oh yeah, we did that. But for a while, it, it gave us some direction. And one of the values that I had put on it was that I wanted to impart to my children an appreciation and a love for the outdoors. I wanted to leave a legacy of a love for the land because it was something that had always been important to me. Outdoor recreation, out in the mountains, it was a space where I had found peace, beauty, recreation, spiritual connection, really, really formative to my life. And that was a value that I wanted to pass on to them, a stewardship for the land. I proceeded through their young lives to take them into nature, to teach them to camp and to hike and to bike and to ski and to canoe and to pick up trash. This was one of many values that we espoused in our family and we lived it. What have been the values that have been most important to you and the story slash life that you wanted to create, that you want to create? Do you know them offhand? Have you ever stopped to think about what are my values? And and this isn't a broad sense. This isn't a broad statement of, I believe in being kind and good and honest and true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. This isn't about the broad swipe of every possible thing we could do. This is about specifically to you coming up with a a list. And it doesn't have to be a long list. We'll talk about this a little more. But one, two, three, four, five, something but very specific list of values that you want to create your life around that you want to stand for. Now, when I sit down with businesses and we start the discussion of values and value stories, we start exploring how this is actually taking place within the business now. So if you say that customer service is your priority, then I'm going to ask you, do you have any stories that show you and your team giving exceptional customer service? If you don't, maybe that's not really one of your values. Think about it. It's the same thing in our personal lives. If you say being honest is really important to me, that's something I really stand for. But then as you think back, there aren't really any exceptional stories of places where you have chose honesty over sort of fudging a little bit then maybe you're not really living it the way that you think you are or that you actually want to. So these are just thoughts, things to consider. The good news is that even if you're not currently coming up with stories about that value and you want that value to be one that you focus on, you can just start today with this value in mind. So start where you're at with what you've got. 
Now, let me get into the meat of today's discussion. What are your personal values? Have you ever taken the time to define them, like we just said, and base your story around? And if you have, what are they? And if you haven't, could you put the podcast on hold for a minute and maybe jot down what you think your top five personal values are? Another way to kind of, another angle to kind of maybe decide what these might be would be, what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? What do you want your life to have stood for? Were you the one that was always making others laugh? Were you always comforting someone? Were you known for your honesty or your kindness or was hard work your mantra? Did you really focus on living joyfully? Was virtue something that was important to you? So put that on pause. Think about it. Think about which stories you might have in your life of really significant things that you've done and and see if this is something that you've already figured out or something that could use a little bit of work. Today's discussion is to get you thinking. If you're going to plan your life story on purpose, which we're always talking about, you have the control to do this, to create your life story on purpose, you've got to have guiding principles, values that help you know what you stand for and guide you as you try to live the life that you want to create. Our children also need this clarity from us. Most of us, I dare say, probably leave it a little undefined. We know that we want to be good people. We know what good values are, but we haven't really defined those specific ones that we want to define us. But the power in defining a set of specific personal values comes in handy when tough situations arise. Like the CEO in the rainstorm. He knew he wanted to put customer service first. So when it came time to make the decision of where to park, He already knew where he stood on the issue. He didn't have to sit there and drive around thinking about what he was going to do. He knew the example he wanted to set. He knew the value that he wanted to stand by. And that made the answer to the question of what to do already answered. It reminds me a little bit of role playing with your kids. So, you know, before they get in a tough situation, some of us have done this where, you know, you want to prepare your kids for a peer pressure situation. So, hey, you know, if your buddy offers you a beer at a party, what do you do? And the parent has made it clear that underage drinking is not acceptable as a family value. And then they help their children recognize what that situation might look like. And then they help their child learn how to navigate through it. The parent can often share stories in a situation like this of the value in action in order to teach and illustrate. So, for example, I shared with my kids when teaching the value of no um, drinking, I shared with my kids the story of me being in high school and watching my high school friends drink. And I remember specifically one Saturday night and us going up to the college and they're all strung out on the floor at the parties and they're making fools of themselves and they're falling asleep and they're throwing up on each other and I just remember one Saturday night sitting there and being tired of being the only person who was coherent the only person who could carry on an intelligent conversation sometimes the only person that could stand up and thinking this is so incredibly boring watching drunk people lay around and make fools of themselves so I found zero value in that situation. So I found new friends. And of course, that's not easy in high school to just say, yeah, I'm not going to hang out here anymore. This isn't my space. And then to try to evaluate and create new friendships. So it was a challenge. It was a big move. But after a while, 
I made the transition because I just knew that I didn't want to be there. So as I shared this story with my children, we are sharing our personal stories as warning stories, as teaching stories of showing them what to do in certain situations. Stories of how we did the wrong thing can also be learned from. This is the power of story at work. Sometimes we use our mistakes and stories of that to show why you don't want to do something. But see, it's our stories that allow us to illustrate real life situations and to teach. They allow us to warn. They allow us to even take stock of ourselves. When a business defines its company values, This is the jumping off point for how they will treat others, how they will treat those inside the company and what they will expect from themselves and those who work with them. So if you know your company value is centered on providing the latest technology for your clients, you've said it, you've put it on paper, you've discussed it with your people, you start looking for ways that you can make this happen. You go to trade shows, you stay on top of the trends, you're constantly reading up on what the latest and greatest is you know where you're coming from because you've defined that this value is important to you and you're all about new technology. You dig for it, you're hungry for it, you market around it and you share it with your customers. It always starts with deciding what you're about and then developing those ways of being on purpose. And guess what happens? You start to collect stories of you in action doing exactly what you said you would do, showing not just talking about, not just telling, but showing what you are about. Well, this works the same way in our personal lives. If one of your personal or family values is honesty and you can't think of any times when your honesty really stood out, is this truly one of your values? On the other hand, when you start living that value full force, you'll quickly accumulate stories of honest interactions, even and especially in tough situations. That will illustrate you living up to the value and then you start collecting those stories and being able to use them. If you determine that is your family value, then when small and large circumstances come up, you know your course of action ahead of time and so do your kids. Maybe that means that you don't piggyback off someone else's Wi-Fi or maybe that means that the grocer forgets to charge you for cereal and you return and let them know. And maybe when you get in a tiff with a neighbor and you later find out that you were in the wrong, you fess up and apologize. And maybe it means you take losses at work in order to be fair with others and honest with others. Maybe it's much bigger. But the decision to base your life choices around a certain value, in this case, I'm using honesty as an example, this helps us as people determine our course of action ahead of time. That works for adults as well as for kids. I think we, no matter our age, might all just be kids working on hard things at different levels. Ayn Rand, um, she's one of my favorite authors. She said, quote, happiness is that state of consciousness which proceeds from the achievement of one's values, unquote. And isn't happiness what we're all trying to create in our stories? I know I am. I also know that when I'm not living up to my values and the things that I profess to believe in, that those are the times that I am definitely the most unhappy because I'm at odds with myself. So one of the reasons to define your values and to collect stories of you living these values, as a parent in particular, is that the stories will allow you to illustrate what those values really mean to you 
and thus allow you to teach your children through the use of story. Values are subjective. So this is where the story comes in. To one person, let's say integrity means doing what his boss or his parent or authority figure tells him to do. To someone else, integrity might mean saying no when it doesn't feel right, even if it costs you your job or your good standing or your relationship. If you want to encourage a value or teach a value, you have to provide a demonstration by telling a story that illustrates in action what that value means to you behaviorally or acting on that value and defining it through the action, which then provides a story, of course. So it's tools. It's tools for teaching and tools for living. And defining those personal values serves multiple purposes. So like the CEO, he showed his employees what it meant to put the customer first. One of the values that I felt was important to teach my children was that of service and thinking of others rather than themselves all the time, which, you know, we have a we have a really selfish culture and a selfish world that we live in. And so I think any time that we can reach out and teach our children and push ourselves to think and to serve others, that we do tremendous service to to developing their character. This is, of course, an ongoing process, but from the time that my kids were quite young, we would embark on service projects because this was a value to me that was very important. Important as a way to live, but also as an important way that I wanted to bring them up to develop who they were, to, an important character trait. So, some examples. Once we created a group called the Secret Service Agents, this was when they were younger and it seemed kind of fun to, to go around and do a secret service for people in our neighborhood. And we'd go out and we'd haul in people's garbage cans or we'd rake leaves. And that lasted for just a couple months before we ran out of things to do in our neighborhood. But it was a start, right? And then we would look to community service spaces that we could get involved in. So we'd work at the food pantry, filling bags or sorting bins. We'd walk dogs at the dog shelter. Then we started looking for people who were doing special projects. And we made pillows and blankets for refugees. We collected toys and clothes to send to the Philippines. We made hygiene kits by collecting and buying and sorting all the needed supplies and putting them together to send through this woman I knew who sent boxes back to the Philippines each year. We've walked around Salt Lake City and given burritos to the homeless through the Burrito Project. And we've sent cards to cancer patients through the Girls Love Mail Project. We've collected blankets for the homeless books for charity, donated time to fundraisers for breast cancer and Relay for Life. We've painted garbage cans in Yosemite and we've helped with Eagle Scout projects. Do my children know how to do service? I hope so because I put a lot of time into it. Do we have stories? Absolutely we have stories. We've got a few fabulous stories and we've also got a list, the one that I just read off, that makes me feel like I did okay as a mom helping my kids learn through action to think outside their own needs. Did I show my kids I was serious about service? Every time I proposed another service project, they knew we were about doing good in the world. It was a value I put into action. And how did I do that? How did I remember that? Because I knew that was a value that was important to me. So here's the recommendation. We'll talk about some steps. Number one, define the top three values that you want your life story to include. 
Three things that you want to be known for. Three things that you want to pass on to your children or your grandchildren. Three things you would be proud to live by. Go ahead, pause the podcast and figure out what those three things are. Now, of course, choose as many values as you like, but I find if you choose too many that you get discouraged because, of course, there's hundreds of fabulous values that we should all be living up to all the time, but choose three that feel really important to you, three that you can get behind, three that you want to live around. And maybe if three is too many, maybe you choose one or two. You, you decide. But having one or two things to really do a stellar job at, one or two things you're not going to compromise on that you're really going to live to, It might be the key to the most success. Okay, the second item is write them down. Put them on paper so that you don't forget, so that there's a reminder that you actually did this and that you have values you want to work on. Reread them, share them, hold yourself accountable. Maybe that's personal. Maybe it's with your family. If it is with your family and everyone is going to get involved and get on board with these values, you can all work to hold one another accountable as you share your successes and your stories and and your family kind of focuses on, on these value spaces. The third suggestion is to start to live them with focus and fervor. Start looking for opportunities that allow you to live up to these values. And then naturally you're going to start to collect the stories that show you in action. This week, your challenge is to follow at least the first three steps there. Decide on your values, write them down, start to live them. This will help you to start collecting your value stories. Have fun out there creating the life story you want. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone you know who could use a little empowerment today. Share the love, people. Also, go to the website www.loveyourstorypodcast.com And sign up for the 21-day challenge to create more love, more connection, and possibility in your own story over the next three weeks, over those 21 days. Those challenges take you to a new level. Take advantage of it. I'll see you next week on the Love Your Story podcast. Mm -hmm.